I'm Alfonso Mendoza, host of the My Ed Tech Life podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode nine of Reflect Ed, we are talking about how administrators can better support their teachers as we get into the second half of the school year. Welcome to Reflect Ed, the podcast where I share my perspective on the challenges and successes that are taking place in our schools and focus on goal setting and plans for future improvement. Through rich conversation and meaningful dialogue, we will discuss practical ways to make schools better for students and educators. Hello, 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 and welcome to Reflect Ed. This is episode nine. I'm your host, AJ Bianco. If this is your first time listening to Reflect Ed, thank you for giving the time. I much appreciate it. If you've been here before, welcome back. Appreciate your continued support. Hope everybody out there is doing well. As you listen to this, we are about hitting a home stretch of our school year in 2020, 2021 school year. And I think everybody out there knows it's not been an easy year, and that's where this episode is going to go today. We're going to focus on something that came about through a room that I was listening to in Clubhouse, and if you haven't checked out Clubhouse or if you're not an iPhone user and you can't get on Clubhouse, I'm sorry, that's coming soon, but if you have an iPhone and you want to try out this new thing called Clubhouse, I really highly recommend it. I think it's a, a great great tool to help build your connections and to learn new things. It's definitely something that I've been digging into. And one of the rooms that I was in talked about mental health and well-being during this time for educators. And listening to that room and listening to some of the people there, you know, I tried to connect to myself. I tried to connect what's going on in our home. I'm an educator, obviously. My wife is an educator. We have three kids. Two of them are in the public school. One of them still doing daycare, but we can see what's going on around us and we can feel different about this school year. And I think when we look at mental health and well-being, I think it affects everybody differently. As a school leader, I try to think about how I can best help my teachers in this situation and what I could do to support them. And I know I can't do everything they want to do but I can do a couple of things, and hopefully over the past five and a half, six months, I've been able to do those things. So I'm going to share those ideas in the episode today. Before we get started with the episode, I just want to give a big shout out to some people who were really helpful uh, recently. A uh, big shout out to Kerry Graham for the five-star review. Appreciate that. Big shout out to my buddy, The Fonz. Alfonso Mendoza, really appreciate, you heard him at the beginning of this episode, really appreciate him and everything he's been doing to support me and Reflect Ed, and his ideas have been strong, and he's been a great person to work with. And finally, big shout out to Brian Carpenter. Uh, He has a new podcast, Fresh Air at 5, check that out. He's been giving some love to Reflect Ed on his walks at 5 o'clock in the morning, 
And uh, that's much appreciated. Spread the word. So I'm going to spread the word here for him. Check out Brian Carpenter and his podcast, Fresh Air at Five. So without further ado, let's get into our content today and how administrators can support teachers as we get into the home stretch. So again, this episode came about from being in the room in Clubhouse where we're talking about mental health and and well-being of educators. So I put a question together on Twitter. Do educators, leaders, and support staff feel supported by their admin at school? And I'm not talking about just teachers. Obviously, I want everybody. I want to know everybody's point of view and if they're being supported. And the overwhelming percentage shocked me in a positive way. And I was a little nervous when I put it out there what I would get from this. But it's good to see that with the poll, I had a couple good responses. Some people wanted to make it personalized. Some people just said yes or no. But 69% of the people who responded to the poll said yes, they feel supported. While 31% said no, they do not feel supported. And I feel bad for those 31%. And it could be a variety of reasons. Again, we did not get too personal. where There was not a lot of communication here. But for the people who did say they did not feel supported, it wasn't their school leaders so much as it was the district and the state level that were not supporting them and what they were doing. It's clear that we have so many different mandates and we have so many different things that we have to put in place that it trickles down from the top. And central administration, they have something on their agenda that they have to do and they try to make sure they pass it down. And that gets passed down to the school leaders and they're the ones who then says, you have to do X, Y, and Z. So thank you for those people who did complete that poll. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. And, you know, my focus for this episode is simple. If you are a teacher, I know it's hard for you. I know this year is not what you signed up for. None of us going through our training, our undergrad, our master's programs, anything that we looked at, if you got your doctorate, nothing here focused on what you do in a pandemic to be a good teacher. So for teachers, we understand as leaders, as school leaders, district leaders, whatever the case may be, we understand how hard it is for you. We understand that you're going home and that you are not stopping. Or if you are working remote, there is no break in your day. That's the difficult part. We understand you're taking care of your kids. We understand you're working. We understand you're trying this to the best of your ability. So for the leaders out there, I'm really talking to you here. I really want to figure out how we can best support our teachers so that going forward over these next couple of months that they don't get burnt out. Because here in New Jersey, we are towards the middle of April. We just got off a a short little vacation. But looking at the calendar, we have six to ten weeks from now where we don't have a break. And I know for teachers that are really working hard, this is going to be tough for you. So my job here is to kind of share what I've been doing and what our school has been doing to help our staff. Now, the things I'm going to share in this episode does not mean it's the only things out there. There could be so much more, but this is what's been working for me. And I've been getting some praise and me and the principal of my building have been getting praise. And I know other people are getting praise for this as well. So I'm not saying this is the only way to do this, but this is our way. And it's been working for us. Now, before I kick in here, 
there's just a couple of things that I just want to keep in mind. Teachers, we know you have it hard, but we need you to also keep in mind that it's hard for administrators as well. Your school leaders are working behind the scenes. We know you guys are on the forefront. We know you guys are doing everything you can to make us look good and to make your schools look good. But you got to keep in mind, our job is nonstop. So I'm not saying this in a negative way, but from where we are, we can tell that, you know, the weekends don't stop because there may be some contact tracing. There may be a teacher calling that they were, you know, worried about a situation there and their kid can't get daycare because their kid can't go to school. So they can't come to school. Can they teach remotely? So while our email is going nonstop and our text messages are going nonstop, you know, we are all in this together. This is the message that I'm trying to put together here. I'm not trying to sing this like that Disney song. I don't even know the name of the movie, but we are in this together and our job is to work together to make sure that we support one another. Keep in mind, teachers, it's not our job. We are not the ones who are deciding the state tests. We are not the ones who are deciding on the observations. We are not saying, here's what you have to have for your SGOs and evaluations. Some of us are not saying and making final decisions on your lesson plans or the due dates for these different mandates. We are simply passing down, as I mentioned before, what's being put on us. And unfortunately, schools are doing things differently throughout their state, throughout the country. There is nothing that's uniform. And I think that's the hardest part. For example, here in New Jersey, a couple of weeks ago, we were told that SGOs will not count. So that teachers will not be evaluated based on their SGOs. So my school and a couple other schools, the question came up, are we supposed to do them? And I got to be honest, the answer was no. If they're not going to count, you don't have to do them. It's not mandatory. If you would like to do them to see the data and try to figure out what you can do going forward, feel free to do that. So some schools decided that that would be the message they put out there. A couple days ago, the state of New Jersey, Department of Education says, all SGOs must be completed as is, but will not have a total percentage for the evaluation on teachers. So we had to go against what we had said originally because the state can't make up their mind. You know, we continuously see the things out there that we're flying the plane and building at the same time. It's the middle of February and we're still building this plane. So we are all facing tremendous stress. We are all facing tremendous adversity. So I've seen some tweets out there where there's a lot of teachers who are bashing their leaders. I feel like I have to defend the leaders here because I feel like people don't realize that we're not the ones sitting back here and saying, hey, what can we do in this climate during this pandemic to make it a terrible experience for our students and our teachers? Some of the leaders might be doing that. There might be some leaders out there who are terrible, terrible leaders who cannot build a positive climate. If that's your school, I'm sorry. If you're listening to this right now, I feel for you. And I'm going to give you the homework early to tell you to be the one to make the change in that climate. We're going to talk about this in one of the things that I'm, that I'm going to put out there. So I don't want to give too much away. But it's your job, if you're feeling this way, to bring the positivity and find a way to make the change. If your leader can't do it, you can. So please... If you're in a situation where your leader is not positive, if they're pushing too much, 
Find a way to support the people around you. Find a way to get the ear of your leader and tell them what's going on. A lot of leaders are behind closed doors. They're not active. Get them active. Let them know. Don't make it a union thing where they feel like they're being bombarded. Let them know, hey, you've got teachers in this school who are feeling this way. They have to know because it has to change. One more thing I'd like to talk about before I get to what I've done as a leader to support my staff is this idea of mental health and well-being. We continue to preach mental health and we continue to preach unwinding and finding your wellness as an educator. The one thing we have to keep in mind, everybody, please know it's different for everybody. Don't say, here it is. You're going to do this and you're going to feel great. Because I got to be honest, it doesn't work for me. Just like when I'm at a PD session and they want everybody to stand up and clap their hands and sing along and that's not my style. I don't feel comfortable in that scenario. Just like teachers probably don't feel good when you give them a mandate of how they should go and be healthy and well-minded. I can tell you right now in this household, me and my wife do things completely differently. I am a procrastinator. I need to kind of plan out what I'm going to do and I will find my time to do it. That is actually my mental health, my well-being. Looking at my to-do list, finding time to do it, no matter how rushed I feel. Taking the time in the morning at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. to do the things I need to do to start my day. That's my well-being. My wife doesn't like that. She does not want to get up when I get up. She does not want to work out when I work out. So you can't say, here's your mental health and well-being. Here's what you're going to do. It's not prepackaged. It's not going to work. You can give ideas. You can be helpful. But please know, there's so much more to it than just saying, here it is. Here's what's going what's gonna to work. It's not a magic potion. And it's not going to work for everybody. All right. I know this is my podcast, but let me get off my soapbox. and Let me actually get to the point of this episode. I'm going to tell you a few things that we have done in our school that we felt has really helped us support our staff. And for the leaders out there, the teacher leaders, the aspiring leaders, if you're listening to this and you're thinking of the things that you could do, I'm giving you five things that was my plan going into this school year that I kind of hashed out with my principal so that we can make sure that we are doing the right thing to help our teachers. Again, I'm not saying this is what everybody should do. I'm not saying this is what you must do. These are ideas that if they're not being implemented or if your leader is not implementing them, find a way to help them implement these ideas. So here's a quick list. Five things that I'm doing as a leader in my school. First, continuously checking in and being supportive. Remember, leaders, we're putting our people first. So that means minimize the amounts of emails, minimize the times you send these emails, try not to send too many after school hours, try not to send too many before school hours. Don't overwhelm your staff with too many emails. Same thing with meetings. If you don't have to have a meeting, don't have a meeting. If it's required to have a meeting, make it quick, make it brief, make it to the point. And with that, to support your staff, practice your compassion, practice empathy. Let them know you're there for them. Number two, make sure you are, quote unquote, walking the halls, whether it is virtual, whether it is real life, get out from behind your desk. I can't tell you how successful this has been for me. And for those of you who are listening to this, I'm sure you're doing the same thing. 
you know, if you're virtual, pop into those classrooms, find your students, say hello, let your teachers see your face so they know that you are there to support them. If you're in a school, go and stop in some classrooms. I have made it my job to be seen and I pick a hallway every day that I can try to stop in. I love my fifth graders. They're new to the school. They're just like me. I've bonded with them. So I've really made it my point to go see my fifth graders. And I love seeing them. I know it's a different situation. I know that both the students and the teachers have a little fear in them. So I try to walk the halls. I try to be positive. I try to be happy. I try to be upbeat. And I let them know that everything is good. Number three. This is an important one. Guide your teachers with the right resources and give them the freedom to do what they want to do. So for example, with the technology that's out there, don't throw so many tools at your teachers. Let them find the tools right now in this environment that work best. I know it's February, but we're starting to see a lot of new products come out. We're starting to see a lot of products be pushed on our teachers. It may not work for them. So don't push a product unless it has to. Try to find the technology that you know is going to work for them and your students. Avoid the mandates if you can. If there's some way around lesson plans, find a way around lesson plans. If there's some way around major assessments, if there's some way around evaluations, try to find a way to minimize those or get rid of those completely. I know it's hard. Believe me, I understand. But give your teachers some freedom. If you can do an observation, maybe find something that works for them. Maybe it's an unannounced observation. Maybe you can kind of announce it so that they feel comfortable and that they're not scared about what's going to happen if they're a non-tenured teacher. Have that conversation with them. Next, number four, always offer your encouragement and celebrate the successes of your staff. Continue to give praise. We all need a pat on the back right now. We all need that shot in the arm to get us moving. Give praise to your teachers. Even if it's the smallest thing, if it's the way they're talking to a student, give them praise. Let your teachers know that you're there. You see it. You know, the, the motto around here these days is you see something, say something. So let that be your motto. Tell your teachers that you see them, that you're proud of them, and that you are there for them. So offer the encouragement and celebrate their success. And finally, Number five, biggest one, be a model. You have to remember how you respond in this situation is going to be how your teachers and your staff respond. If you are coming in negative and you're portraying negativity on a constant basis, then the climate of your school is going to be that. Continue to practice positivity. Continue to be upbeat. Continue to be excited about what's coming. The whole point of school is to have kids in buildings. That's what we're trying to do. If we can continue to find the safe way to do it, then that's what we're doing. I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of fear, but we want kids in buildings. So leader out there, make sure you are modeling this. Make sure you are finding ways to make people feel safe. Make sure you're finding ways that people understand that the kids are here and that's a good thing. Again, I know there's a lot of fear. You're talking to somebody or listening to somebody right now who really has been on lockdown. I've seen a few family members. I've been to work. I haven't been out. And when I do go out, it is the most nerve-wracking thing. But honest, I mean, it's a different situation. It's a different world. 
and the nerves are there and the fear is high. So find your ways to be a model. If you're in that school, they're there for a reason. Make your teachers, make your staff, make your students feel like they belong. So again, I feel like these five things were really simple. I feel like there's things that we should be doing to begin with. They're not perfect, but these are things that I've been doing that have been helpful to me and I feel like have helped me go a long way with my staff, especially being new to a building. So those are my ideas. I'd love to hear your point of view. If I'm totally off, I am willing to engage in conversation about this and I'm excited to hear what I can do better. That's the bottom line. All right, listener, here's your homework. And I'm going to ask you this in a serious way. I would love to have this conversation keep going. I have started to use Remind to keep open communication with you. So if you've never used Remind, if you've never heard of Remind, Remind is basically a text messaging system that you can use in your schools, you can use in your personal life, that you can that you can communicate one-to-one or one-to-a-thousand uh, very easily and privately. So I'm using Remind and I want to reach out to you. So if you would like to receive uh, messages, updates, news, reminders from me about what's going on at ReflectEd, here's what you have to do. So from your mobile device, any phone or iPad, wherever you can send a text from, I want you to open up a new text. And in the message box, I want you to type at ReflectEd. And for the number, you're going to send it to 81010. So again, in the message, you're going to type at reflect ed, and then the number 81010. And that'll get you as part of the list. And I'll be able to communicate with you. I know some people have done this, I put it up on Twitter. So I appreciate it. Messages have gone out about the newest episodes. So let's continue to do that. I really appreciate it. I look forward to communicating with you. I look forward to connecting, whether it's Remind, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or now, catch me on Clubhouse. I'm everywhere at AJ Bianco. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Reflect Ed. If you have a question or would like to connect, Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. If you're finding value in this podcast, please help spread the word to other educators. You can subscribe, leave a rating or review, or share on social media with your takeaway and thoughts. Make sure to tag me and at ReflectEdPod so we can keep the conversation going. Talk to you soon.